0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm so grateful to be back here at Calvary Christian Center. This is a place where I always come and I thank the Lord that He put us together so we can advance God's kingdom in the nations. I just want to say thank you very much for joining hands with our Jesus Loves You Christian team. Every month, we are supported from here to make sure Jesus Loves You Crusade team goes in the nations, in the villages of Africa. And I just showed you where a village we went to a year ago, in June past, we went to that tribe, Kalamoja. Those are primitive Kalamojong, the last primitive tribe in our country, northeast. If you go back to your home and you put in, and you, go, go, go. you will see who they are. Killers, warriors, witchcrafts, and ungodly, walking naked and killing everybody who comes in their territory. But the government came, took away the guns from them and weapons, and the first lady became the minister there. The government appointed her to be the minister, and she called upon the church and said, we took the gun away from these people. But taking a gun from a man cannot change him. You can't change his heart. Can you come and help me to evangelize these people? So we went, we bought land, we planted the church. We found those Kramojong kids look like that. But when Jesus shows up, (laughs) the second video shows you what happens. Come on, let's thank God for that. So some of those kids have been living on streets. All, most of the kids begging in, in Uganda cities are from that tribe. But now we are building schools for them and we are taking them back and building dormitories to put them back, train them, evangelists. You saw the men. Those men who used to kill, they got born again. You saw yeah. them raising their hands. And they, This year we baptized 81 people wow. in water. Those used to be killers. So the church, the message today is the Church on Mission 911. Yeah. That's our mission. That's your mission. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's our mission and that's your mission. So many things God has done. I can't tell all the testimonies, but outside there you will see some of the books uh, we've written. You can go get yourself one day out there, some brochures. They will tell you what God is doing. As you go out, you will see them. I bring greetings from Papa Ron and Mama Shirley Divorce. Some of you know them. Yeah. Uh, they, are, they greet you. Pray for Papa Ron. He's healthy. He's not doing very well. Uh, he developed some complications, but he's still on the front line. He needs your prayers. Hallelujah. Yeah. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. I pray you to understand my accent. You know you have very bad accent, you Americans. <laughs> so, let the Holy Spirit help you to understand mine. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 24, verse 11 and 12. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 11 and 12. And then we'll read Isaiah 61, verse 1 to verse 4. Verse 11, Proverbs 24. Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life knows it, will he not repay each person according to what he has done? Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Verse 1 to verse 4. The Spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the broken hearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives. And release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. And to provide for those who grieve. In Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty. Instead of ashes. The oil of gladness. Instead of mourning. And a garment of praise. Instead of the spirit of despair. They will be called. Ox of righteousness. A planting of the Lord. For the display. Of his splendor. We will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Yes. Holy Spirit, I welcome you in our midst. Come. You inspired the people to write these scriptures. Come and give us illumination. Come and give us understanding of the treasures hidden in these scriptures. Whatever I plan to say as a man, I lead to the altar. I ask you to come and speak to us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Church on Mission 911. When I say church, I don't mean the building, I mean us. When you gave your life to Jesus Christ, and he filled you with the Holy Spirit, he recruited you in his army. To go and rescue people who are dying. Yeah. People who are perishing. People who are going to hell. Millions every day are going to hell. And the church we have the anointing. We have the call. We have the power. We have the, the, the potential. We have been equipped to stand in the way of the way going to hell and saying, you are not going there. You and me. That's our call. That's our mission. That's our responsibility. The church. To rescue people. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24 verse 11. that That we are called to rescue people. To stand in the way. To stop them from perishing. We have what it takes to do that. The Lord is church. We are his special force. Appointed to this special mission. We are his army. We love to sing, I'm a soldier of the army. But when they say now, go to the front line, you say, not me. Let the pastors go. (laughs) But God doesn't use only pastors. Jesus did not say these sinners shall follow the pastors. These signs shall follow the apostles or the bishops. He said, these signs shall follow their believers. That means you and me, we are in for conquering nations. Are you involved in this war? Or you stand to spectate? In this kingdom, no one is supposed to be entertained. We are supposed to be participating. Involved. In changing lives, winning souls, in missions. Say amen. 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 People are going to hell. And many are struggling. The Bible says that we have to rescue those struggling to death. Right. People are blind, they're just going to death. They don't see, they don't know. It is us who knows. That's right. It is us who have been. And who have given to understand this. And we must be involved in it. no excuse. Forget your excuse. <laughs> yeah, he says, if you say, but we knew nothing about this. God said, Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Wow. He knows you know it. Yeah. You hear it. And the Spirit of God speaks to you all the time. Get involved into bringing your people into the kingdom. Pray for the harvest. Go for the harvest. Get involved in the harvest. If you can't go, pray for those who are going. You remember what the Bible say in Romans chapter 10? Hallelujah. Have you ever read there? Romans chapter 10, it says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be Saved. They need to call on the Lord's name before it is too late. Time does not wait. They are staggering to death. And he said, whoever calls, when we went to this tribe, they didn't know anything. A year ago, in June, when we arrived, the, the witch doctors had told the elders to sacrifice a man, a young person, with the voice of a woman so it can rain because it was not raining for a long time so they grabbed this man they put him on their altar where they sacrificed people to appease their gods the police came and rescued the man hid him two weeks later we show up to buy land to start a mission the day we arrived it rained and then they said these people's god make rain That man who was going to be sacrificed, he got saved. He gave a testimony and said, I was there wondering, why do I have to die so you send rain, you God? Hallelujah. Many people don't know. They live in darkness. They were born in a culture of darkness. When we were preaching to that tribe, the policeman came and said, Pastor Steve, can you give me a microphone? I said, here. Here. He started preaching. He said, you know, you people stop sacrificing each other. I have restored the four men from you. But now you see these people brought the God who does not need you to sacrifice yourself. The policeman was preaching the power gospel <laughs> to this tribe. Hallelujah. If we don't do something, God will use even the stones to preach. Yeah. So God wants us to be involved in restoring people. Say amen. 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 He said they need to hear. Yeah. We need to preach to them. And if you are here and you've never given your life to Christ today, don't get out of those doors. Yeah. This is your opportunity because once you come in here, we can't let you. We put our net in you and we we'll pull you. Hallelujah. Yeah, this is our business to restore people. Yes. To stop them from death. Hallelujah. Yes. So he says, but how can they call on the one they don't believe in? That's right. And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard of? That's right. There are so many. Don't take it for granted that all the people in America know about Jesus. They don't. This country was started by people who are born of God, who love the God. They laid the foundation of this country to be a launching party for purity, righteousness, gospel. But the devil came in and built on another altar, launching evil. But now the church must come in and turn the boat like this and remove the dirt of the, the altar of the devil and put back the right altar. Yeah. This is what the church is to be doing. Get angry and kick the devil out of, part of your state house, white house. Hallelujah. Yeah. Build the church. Let the church rise up. And go back to your roots. The roots of God, honoring God, fearing God, launching a puritan righteousness. Yeah. We are people anointed. Say, I am anointed. anointed. We are anointed. Yeah. So he said, how can they hear without somebody preaching to them? That's why God doesn't want pastors only to preach. Disciples preach the gospel. And Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations. Once you get born again, you receive the Holy Spirit, you're a disciple. Ready to preach. (laughs) Ready to be used by the Holy Spirit to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to kick the devil out of your house, out of your son, your grandchildren, your family, and your nation. You are anointed. Say amen. amen. And he said, how can they preach unless they are sent? That's why it is very important to pray for missions, to go on missions, or to invest your resources in missions. If you can't go, send the missionaries. Pray for missionaries. Hallelujah. Be involved somehow. And if you are not going, I mean, if you are not going, send someone. Invest your resources in prayer. Your resources or prayer and finances and whatever you can to bring the gospel to the people. You saw those kids. You saw them the first time we arrived there. They never had a smile on them. Broken hearted. Angry kids. Their father used to, fathers used to go and raid. And many were killed. Stealing cows. That's their culture. You go and rob cows so you can get married. So when you are a young man, you need like a hundred cows to go get a wife. Where do you 18-year-old man get a hundred cows? So get a gun, get a spear, go rob. Kill people to get cows so you can get married. That's how they lived. And Jesus comes in there Those kids, so many of them are homeless. Women are begging. But when we went, you saw how they looked like. But now, one year later, we are building those classrooms, the desk. You saw the the children smiling. You saw some people, groups came from this country. And they brought, you saw those shoes? You saw those kids putting on American shoes? Women here make dresses out of pillowcases. And they dress those kids and they smile in that pillow dress. <laughs> you can put a smile on somebody. Be involved in changing lives. Don't just sit here waiting to go to heaven. No, heaven, we are going, but what have you done? Right. With the weapon, with the, with the, the Holy Spirit, God empowered you is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who takes good news, who bring good news. Make sure your feet are beautiful. If you don't get involved in missions and reaching people, your feet are stinking feet. Simple. Hallelujah. That's, That's how I think. Hallelujah. <laughs> because they're not beautiful. So you make sure your feet are beautiful when you're involved in missions. Say amen. amen. And so here we see Jesus himself spoke this verse of uh, Isaiah chapter 61. He said, the spirit of the servant Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news. People have not heard good news at all. The only news the people are hearing are bad news. People are surrounded by bad news. People are in prison of the devil. Tribes are in prisons of the devil. Even in America, many people are in prisons of the devil. Wrong habits. But we are anointed. People have traditional prisons. Culture prison. Sickness prison. Witchcraft prison. Hunger prison. Poverty prison. In January, World Outreach Ministry Foundation, we have been now in seven nations where we have planted churches, Christian schools. We are seeing people saved. But for the first time, we are heading to West Africa in a country called Ghana. How are we going there? Five years ago, a man from here went to minister in prisons in Ghana. And he ended up visiting a tribe in northern Ghana through the jungles where there are Muslims there. People fear to go to West Africa thinking "Oh, the Muslims are abducting girls and all that. But when you are anointed, don't fear. You are anointed to kick the devil. (laughs) Believe God is protection. So when he went there, he reached there in this tribe, and nobody could interpret for him. But they said, oh, there is a Kifu's son. He went to school. So they brought Joseph to translate for this American missionary. And he was able to share the gospel. And people got saved. He prayed for them. He came back here. He had a meeting with Papa Ron, and told him about the story. And Ron said, what did you do with Joseph who translated for you? He said, He's there. He said, no, bring him. Let's go get him. So we made arrangement. Joseph went back to high school. We paid school fees for Joseph in high school in Ghana. He finished high school. He came to Uganda to our Bible college. Wow. In June this year, he got his diploma. Wow. He went back to his tribe in northern Ghana. He has started reaching his people. He has over 200 people under a tree praying. Wow. People who are born again. Yeah. Children getting saved. Cool. Under a tree. A church service is under a tree. People ready for water baptism. So in January, I just we want you to come and run this race with us. We are believing God to go. A team, January 4th, will be there five days, hold crusade, teach, evangelize. We want to baptize people. They are going to see people saved, healed, delivered, changed. They started another school, just like the tribe you just saw. That tribe, we started a school under tree. We've been teaching under tree. We just built those classes you saw. So they have also in Ghana classes under tree. So we are going in there. Who can go? The church has to go. Say amen. So we are ready to go there this coming year, January. If God speaks to you, come on, come, let's go. I've told you the date and you get the ticket and we fly there. If you are not going, you pray for us. And if you are not going, you send us. Hallelujah. Many are born in broken hearted parents' homes. Many are born in captivity of sin. Many are surrounded in darkness. Tribal. Tribal. But we need to bring the light. Say amen. Amen. They don't know any other alternative. People don't know any other alternative. They live in a bondage. Some of you who don't know me. In my family when I was growing up in Uganda, it was a country of civil war, thirty years of wars. As far as I remember, my dad hiding us in the coffee plantation from soldiers. I remember when Idamin was going out, they were fighting to kick Idamin out. Because Idamin declared our country a Muslim country, he registered us under Muslim League Nations. And we're still there, but by name, but not physically. Because now the church has taken over. There is a revival that even our first family, they are loving God. The daughter of the first family is a pastor started a church. That's how dangerous the church can be when you start knowing who you are. And so I remember... One one morning, my dad giving us, showing us the key, and said, "Whoever survived, when you return home, the key is here. You will open for yourself." But those are the days we we grow in. That's the life we grow up in. Witchcrafts and godliness. At a year nineteen. My cousin was 20. We contemplated suicide because we were tired of wars, civil war, and witchcraft. But I told him, why don't we get born again? Why don't we look for the born agains? Yeah. It was so hard to see them because they were praying underground. But it took one man, not an apostle, not a bishop, not a teacher, but a believer who found me stuck, confused, and shared Jesus with me. He led me in prayer. He prayed over me, and the big Lord went off my life. Wow. I went home and got all the gods. You know, when he prayed over me, he laid hands and talked to me about the Holy Spirit. I received the power of the Holy Spirit, and I spoke in tongues 100 miles per hour. <laughs> and I've never stopped. So when you... Never stop praying in the Spirit. Don't let anybody deceive you that the Holy Spirit and the heavenly languages are of the devil. No, they don't know the Bible. Hallelujah. That's the Acts First Corinthians chapter fourteen. Say, He who speaks in tongues speaks in mysteries to God. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. He charges himself. He He builds up his faith. That's why you have to pray in the spirit and charge yourself every morning. We have many Christians, no wonder the devil torments us. You are not charging yourself every day. Your battery runs down. You all have cell phones. When your battery runs down, can I call you? The number you are calling is not available. So when our spiritual batteries are dead, like most of the church members, when your battery, spiritual battery is dead, if God try to talk to you. Turn left, the person you are talking to, the battery is dead. Ooh. Turn left, you turn right. Go forward, you go back. Go forward, you, because you are not in tune with Him. Right. That's why you need to be full of the Holy so when I received the Holy Spirit I went home and got all these gods and put them on fire wow. and that was the beginning I don't know how many demons and gods we have destroyed in Africa which doctors getting saved and we burned their temple they say burn this temple and build a church for Jesus here three years ago a Muslim witch doctor came to a church and got born again and we baptized him. He told us to go to his village, a Muslim district. And we burnt his temple. Even we have a video clip which was put on the national television. Wow. When the witch doctor got born again. I will forward it to you. He will, he will show it with you. And he said, can you build a church here? Today we have a living church pastored by a young lady full of the Holy Spirit. And when I received the Holy Spirit, I was changed. And in the church, I was singing in the bass. And one of the usher, it took a man from here in 1983 to come to adopt orphans in Uganda. He looked at me and he said, God wants me to take you to America to go to Bible college. And I said, no, you have a wrong man. (laughs) You have a wrong number. I am an auto mechanic. I repair cars. I sing bass in the choir. And I'm usher. The man said, God has called you. Is going to use you. And I have to take you to America to Bible College. And I said, no. <laughs> That's why my first book is out there. God knows your number. <laughs> my second book is without spot or wrinkle. We wrote it with Papa Ron. It talks about how the underground church, how God has used the us through thick and thin to advance the kingdom. It's also out there. Then we have a new one on Eagle's wing. We just wrote 28 years with Paparon on Eagle's wing, launching churches in seven nations. So it shows I can't give all the testimonies, but they are all in the books. Hallelujah. And so, what I say is when that man told me to come to America, I said no because I was blind. After two years, the man gave me his card and said, One day God will speak to you. When he does, you write to me. I went back. To my usual things, singing in the best choir, ushering, and repairing cars. But in 85, the man gave me opportunity in 83, in 1985 I started teaching children. Me what woke me up, that's why I love children. Our ministry started with children. I started reaching children in my village they came to see my my bicycle. Bicycle. The company gave me a bicycle. And I came with it. It had a small engine I could put in the gas and don't use I don't have to cycle. Can just go. <laughs> so all the children and the people came to see born again man, we want to see your bicycle. And after showing it to them, the children were going, and the Lord rebuked me. He said, is that all you can show to my children? Wow. So I called them to come back. I talked to them about Jesus. They got saved. I bought candies. And they said, we, want, we love your house. We'll beat you at your house every day. And I said, no. No. <laughs> Don't come every day, come every Sunday night. The following Sunday night I come from church and over 50 kids are waiting for me. That woke me up. There are so many pot- much potential in each one of us. There are so many things God wants us to do to rescue his people. But we are busy doing our routine, what we used it to do. Yep. This is me. This is easy for me to do, God. You are okay, aren't you? Satisfied with this? God said, "I have a lot of power potential in you. Can you use it?" And so I started teaching children every Sunday. I started buying benches, Bibles with pictures, and one day I'm praying and fasting. Lord, what am I going to teach these children? Now I'm stuck. The Lord said, "Go to Bible college." That's how I ended up here. And when I was here, I was able to meet Paparon. And even when I met Paparon, he said, "No, I don't do Africa." Every one of us have excuses. But when we joined the team, we have rescued. We have planted over two hundred churches now, in seven nations. Now, God wants you to join a rescue team. If you are here and you say, but I've just been thinking what I'm doing is enough. But as a rescue team, is that all the anointing you have? Have you been doing all what God called you to do? Or you are just doing a simple quarter of it? God wants us to be involved wholeheartedly. You can pray for the sick. You can cast out demons. You can do what you have never done before. You can get involved in missions. If in your heart you feel, no, this is my time. I need to rise up and do what I have not been doing. I want to pray for you. You can just stand where you are. As a sign of saying, Lord, enough is enough. I just want to go to another level in reaching the lost. Anoint me. Help me to discover the power, the potential, the anointing, the ability that you have put in me. So I can discover my gift, develop it, and start deploying it. Because there are so many of us with the power that we have never even tapped into. Father, in the name of Jesus. As I pray, if you feel like I ask the prayer team to come. If you feel like you want people to lay hands on you. Or me to lay hands on you. You can come in the front. If you don't want, I'm going to pray. But if you feel like, no, I need it somebody to lay hands on me. You can come in the front. I ask the prayer team to come and pray for those who want to be laid hands on. You can come to the altar. But I'm going to pray. If you need a touch with the hands. I know in this church we have prayer warriors. Yeah. I want them to be praying for you. Father in the name of Jesus. You use those who look like uh, nothing to do greater things. because you are put you've called us on a mission 911 to rescue your people. But some of us have been sitting just watching what's going on. But today you have spoken to us. You have called us. You have anointed us. You have empowered us. You have given us the power of the Holy Spirit to advance your kingdom. I ask you to forgive us as your church. We have been lazy. We have not used all the potential, all the anointing, all the power, all the authority you have put in us. Today we are been ourselves. We are saying, use me, Lord use me Jesus to preach the gospel I pray the touch that touched Jeremiah and he became a a preacher let that fire come upon every lip of this person that their lips will become a fire preaching lips their tongues will speak Mysteries of God's words. Their ears will hear the voice of God telling them what to do. They are anointed to heal the sick. I pray from today, they'll walk in anointing. Those who have never prayed for the sick, I pray when they pray for the sick. From today, the sick will be healed in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Those who have never cast out demons from today, I pray when they meet somebody who is possessed, troubled, and harassed by the devil, they'll cast out that devil in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that this church, your sons and daughters here, let each one of them rise up to a new level, spiritual new level, to be engaged in war. world. To advance your kingdom. I pray that every person right now. Will start to do. What they have never done before. To pray like they have never prayed before. To go where they have never gone before. To pray for missions and missionaries. To give toward missions like they have never given before. To be involved. In changing the world. In Jesus' name.